Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host Deepak Sharma and on this podcast I chat with leaders from all walks of life to discuss their journey, the lessons they've learned and the advice they have so that we can all level up our health, wealth and happiness. You see, I'm obsessed with the idea that we should be striving to realize our potential with the one life that we have. Let's not overcomplicate it because it's not that deep. This week's guest is Ed Lattimore, a retired American heavyweight boxer, author, blogger, influencer, and veteran of the U.S. National Guard. A prolific writer and bonafide Twitter god, Ed has been authentically growing his audience and following by sharing the stoic principles that have guided him along his self-improvement journey. Having studied physics and written two books, Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower, as well as Sober Letters to My Drunken Self, Ed's general theme of realizing his potential and becoming a better version of himself really stuck with me. In this episode, we talk about the lessons he learned through his boxing career. We also dove into the role of sobriety, discipline, and self-awareness played in creating the life of freedom and happiness that he experiences today. I invite you to join me on this journey of leveling up by heading over to my website, it's not that deeppodcast.com and signing up for a Deepak's Deep Dive newsletter where I'll be sharing with you some of the lessons I've learned from the guests and throughout my journey to success. This podcast is produced by Deep Digital Media. Our mission is to create captivating content. Drop us a line today at connect at deepdigitalmedia.ca for help with building, managing, and promoting your own podcast, video series, online course, and so much more. Enjoy today's episode and just remember, it's not that deep. Ed Lattimore, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Uh, always, always a pleasure when someone wants to listen to anything I have to say, man. <laughs> man, and, and you know what? You say that, but there are a lot of people out there who want to listen to what you have to say. Giving you a quick little intro, you're a retired professional boxer, uh, author of, of two different books, I believe, veteran of the U.S. National Guard, uh, an influencer. I'm sure, I don't know how you feel about that, <laughs> that label, but you definitely have influence and You've got a, you've amassed a pretty large Twitter following, and, and are prolific online for your writing, among other things. Um, yeah, and it looks like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and move into this whole YouTube space. People have told me repeatedly that I'm I'm probably wasting talent. So, uh, 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 we'll see. Uh, right? you, <laughs> you don't strike me as somebody who cares too much what people have to say, but inputs are always important. Yeah, uh, you know, not only that, I'm always looking at ways to, you know, optimize my life. And and while I like, and and it's important because I wanted to do this online thing the way I wanted to do it, which is I I like words, I like writing, you know, and that's cool. But but when I was getting into it, man, YouTube was not nearly as large as it is now. Now it's like a real search engine, which is weird to me because you know I don't I don't know how old you are, but like I'm, I'm I remember when there was no YouTube. That was most of my life, you know. Now kids are like, oh, I want to grow up and be a YouTube influencer, and that's that's weird in of itself. And it's it's super weird about YouTube because, you know, even I mean, when I grew up, I saw YouTube come and and start to happen. People were posting cat videos and and random <laughs> random things here and there, and I was like, that's cool, I guess. But I never thought anything much of it. It's like this is a great aggregator of video content. That's it. But then when you started to see the shift and and you know advertising get get into the space and people actually building a life off creating content 
yo, things, it was a game changer. And then you basically gave people the ability to put out content that can get them paid. Yeah, it's it's really, it's just, just the cool world we live in, man. If, if you're if you're willing to go and build and then take the time to, to build a following, you can do you can do some really interesting stuff out there. Exactly, man. So taking it a, a back back a little bit for those who might not be familiar with your story. Um, let's let's talk about you know how you got into boxing to begin with because you have a really you have an incredible story man like boxing studies physics wrote a couple books just incredible incredible story but i'm sure to you living it it's just like this is my story man so 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 so, so tell us uh, tell us a little bit about what was kind of a catalyzing moment when you realized man i, I need a box uh yeah so there was this there was this person i was dating for for years and then uh while i was dating that person i wasn't making any progress whatsoever i just you know uh, i think i think guys go through this situation uh where they where they just need that approval and that feminine energy so as i made sure i did everything all day to stay around this person uh, and I didn't make progress in my own life. And and during that time, you get a sour grape syndrome where you start, I started railing against college, talking, you know, it's how useless it is, this, that, and the other. And, and I still have this opinion now. The difference is now I have a degree, so I can go, you know, I've been to the grinder, and it's a, and it's a degree that could get me paid a lot of money, uh, but I still think it's useless. Anyhow, uh, I, used to, I used to make that argument to, at, the, at the, the girl's house to her mother and uh she goes okay well that's that's cool that's cool but and here's the kick her mom's a college professor she go okay what have you done uh to to show like some type of sweat equity over the past few years other than like eat my food and then she <laughs> threw me out and she threw me out. Um, you know, it was it was a wake up call. It was some tough love that no one had ever really given me. And I was like, wow, this is really useful. Uh, what am I going to do now? And then we, you know, we broke up shortly after. And I said, okay. And we were just talking about YouTube. And I started looking at it. that was right when it was getting big. Guys were putting up fight videos. And I said, okay, <sighs> let me do this. Let me go try boxing out. I've always wanted to try that. So I went and I went and boxed. I started boxing. And I said, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get beat out the gym. Like if I'm if I have to stop boxing, it's gonna be because I'm injured or I'm just like so terrible and showing no improvement that people start pulling me inside. And and neither of those things, you know, were the case. I just kind of kept sticking with it through the ups and downs and got better and better and better. And and you know, one thing led to another, and uh, before you know it, I think I think you know major events in my boxing career, uh, winning the Pennsylvania State Golden Glove, uh, then going on to nationals, and then nationals beat Dominic Brazil, and because I beat him, and he was represented by this group in Los Angeles, I got recruited by that group in Los Angeles. I, I finished the last two years of my amateur career is as a, as a paid sponsored amateur and living in LA, they cover my, my rent, my food and paid me a stipend. And all I had to do was, was train. Uh, that set the the tone for me to have a real resume. So that when I went to become pro, I could get signed by a promoter and I'm a signed by rock nation sports. 
And actually, I was with them until I lost. And then when I lost, I, I was like, okay. Um, but, but because while I was boxing, I didn't just think boxing was the end-all, be-all. I started building up other parts of my life so that, so that when I left the sport, I could leave to something. And, mm-hmm. and that was one of the smartest decisions I've ever made. You know, I look back and I think about some of the things that I got, I got flagged from. Uh, flack on when I was fighting because it looked like it would take time away from fighting and now you know it, it, it's really set me up like I was saying uh, before we started the show that there's a foundation now and so I'm not freaking out worried about how life is going to go even in these uncertain times you know I got money in the bank and money rolling in and not a lot of it but it's pretty consistent and, and it's 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 enough to where like, like if it's shut down now, I'd be like, okay, let me get to another country and figure this out. <laughs> and I think, I think a big, a big thing there was you, it, it, the biggest theme from uh, that whole, you know, quick synopsis of your story is the self-awareness part. And it was that moment when, you know, with, the, with, with your ex-girlfriend where it was like, yo, maybe she's right. What what have I right. done? What 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 am I doing? Like, how can I have more value and do more things? And then that's when kind of, I mean, I'm sure it didn't just happen overnight, but there was probably a period of time when you were like doing an audit of what are the things that I'm doing and where do I want to be and what do I want to do and how do I yeah. close that gap? That's a, that's really interesting to me because exactly. Go ahead. I said I was I was going to say you know exactly that that it's one thing to I I think self awareness is a, is a really big deal because you know there's a lot of people I know people I mean you know where where you can look at your life and go this is great this is cool this is fun and and you know be totally oblivious and then there's the other one where it's just like you know what i'm gonna be this guy and go this way and and i have no problem with any decision a person makes on how to live their life as long as it doesn't hurt innocent people but the moment you start complaining about anything in your life seriously like like what, what makes it you know work yeah maybe you have to i'm like all right well what are you complaining about this is what you wanted um and for me, I, I was able to look and go, this is not what I want, like, in, in many ways. And, and now, you know, every day I wake up really grateful. Um, I wake up really happy. And and I know that each day I get closer and closer to to a goal because um, I'm working, you know, with that self-awareness that I started with, going, okay, I did not have this. Let me figure out how to get it, you know? So you launched a, a blog during this journey. Uh, I believe it was called Mind and Fist. And so you were taking some of the, the lessons that you learned throughout this journey and we're now putting it into word form, right? Yeah. Now, have you always thought of yourself as somebody who is a writer or was this also a conscious decision that, man, just like working out, I got to put the reps in. I got to get good <laughs> at, at being a, a writer. Um, you know, it both, man. You know, because I've always wanted to write. I still write now or I still write as of this moment. 
uh, and I'll continue to grow the blog and work on projects that involve the written word. With that said, you know, I'm, I'm going through, I've gone through some of my old writing and some of my old books to edit, clean up. And I look and I see like just how, you know, how much, how far I've come. <laughs> uh, and, and you only can do that, man. With, you know, you got to be willing to take feedback. You got to be willing to take tough love. You got to be willing to practice. And you, you have to want and you have to accept it. Nothing really happens by itself on its own. It's a deliberate effort and it's deliberately kind of stepping through a, a challenge point. And a lot of people shy away from those challenge points. I always tried to step through them. That was that's always been a trait of mine. Once I once I applied that to other areas in my life, it was it was you know a rap, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could see that for sure, man. And I, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of these inflection points, uh, you know, was when you had decided to give up drinking. And this is, this is a really important thing that I want to discuss with you because I had actually read one of your, one of your articles, 10 observations from two years, not drinking. I don't know. It must've came across my Twitter feed or something like that. Let me check this out. I'll tell you my experience for me. I was very much a casual drinker. I never really considered myself to really have a problem or an addiction to it. But when you do that audit, when you have that self-awareness and you start to look at, you, where do I want to be versus where I'm at right now, you start to realize some of the, the common denominator, for lack of a better word, to certain decisions. Talk to me about your decision uh, to just stop drinking. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I realized that that's my, my social currency was dwindling. And it was largely because I was wasting it, recovering and apologizing for behavior when I was under the influence. That's one big deal. Right. And then, and then I had to take another hard look at my life at 28, at 28, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pro. I think, I, I think I turned pro. Yeah. That year, but you know, there's not a lot of money in boxing and I couldn't get a much better job. And I was really just in this rough and crazy position and I had to figure out something. I had to ask myself, I had to go, okay, why is this happening? Why can't I make any progress in other areas of my life? And and the, the thing that it kept coming back to was the alcohol. I looked at all the problems I had in my personal life, any failures, arguments, mishaps. I mean, I used to be proud of the fact, I used to say proudly, you know, 95% of my problems are either caused or exacerbated by alcohol. And and that seems silly that I would be proud of that. But but once I really looked at what I was saying and and focused on it, I said, Wow, okay, so this is the problem. This has gotta go. And and I made the decision when I got back from AIT, uh, advanced individual training in the military. I went out partying one night, woke up, didn't know how I got to my friend's house, none of that. And and I was just like, Okay. So here's what we got on the horizon. I had just re-enrolled in school and I was going to finish school because I went back to school late. Uh, just uh, now as part of the military. Um, I was just starting my pro career and I just met um, my girlfriend, who's my girlfriend now. We were just talking about wedding stuff. Um, so this was all like seven years, eight years ago at this point. Uh, 
And I said, okay, what's um, what's the play here? We recognize what the problem. Well, let's eliminate the problem. Let's see how serious are, are we serious about getting together in our life together, making progress. Ours is this lip service. And I was like, nah, man, I'm serious because I'll tell you what, man, like, right, like, I, I'm so happy right now. I have no idea in the other timeline of what I'm doing if I keep drinking. I feel like if I kept that relationship, I feel like I'm not living this life. You know, this mm. is the life I have. And it's all, and I really think a lot of it is because I had the wherewithal to recognize that my relationship with alcohol was not getting me any closer to anything that I wanted. Yeah, I think a big thing there is that it's become so much so normalized and ingrained in our society as just the thing to do. Oh, you got to let loose. You got to have a couple beers after work. Oh, happy hour. Oh, it's wine o'clock. Like it's just become so (laughs) you're weird if you don't drink. Right. I, I found that in that in that three I I, I did ninety days uh, this year and and in that ninety days the times I would still go out I would still be out with friends and just not drink people would look at me like I'm the sicko <laughs> like, what's wrong with you bro <laughs> the joke there's a joke we have that alcohol is the only drug where people think you have a problem if you don't do it thousand percent man i could not agree more and it's it's funny but it's true you know now i can't say for me personally that um i I, i've been able to do as as uh incredible things uh as you did when when you stopped drinking but for me in my life and my journey that 90 days you know it came about from last year doing one month and finding that difficult and having that conversation with myself, like, bro, a month, I, like a month, I found it hard. Like I genuinely was like, man, Friday night, like be nice to crack open a cold one with the boys, you know, even that I was like having a hard right. time with it, but I did it. And I'm like, you know what? 2020, I got to do at least two months. So I did three. And that's not to like, sound like, oh my God, I did this crazy thing for me. It was only to be able to test myself and be like, what is your relationship with this thing? What's going on here? Exactly. The, the amount of changes I was able to make in that 90 days, I, I, I might not have been able to do all that in a year. Started my business, grew the podcast, got the mayor on my podcast, did like incredible things that I attribute to buying an extra two days every week in productivity. I attribute to saying no to things that I may have otherwise, you know, been like, hell yeah, man, let's go get, let's go get fucked up and black out and wake up at a friend's house. You know, yeah, right, like- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and so I found that really power. I sent that article to maybe like five or 10 people, the article that you wrote. And it, it really like, it genuinely inspires me. And, and I hope that people out there don't think that I'm harping on them for drinking. I think drinking is, it, it can be a beautiful thing in a, in a certain time and place. But I do think that it's important to be cognizant and self-aware of the substances that we put in our body and the relationship and how that, you know, you, you're talking about in the article, how it, it makes you confront your emotions when you're sober. Yeah. And I felt that, dude. You feel everything, good and bad. It's like you feel it. You can't drown out that pain or or, or that happiness even or anything with just alcohol. You got to just sit there with it. 
Yeah, and you, you, there's, there's really nowhere to go. I mean, it, it's really um, one of the things you notice is that everyone uses alcohol as a as, as a cathartic or celebratory device. It's either okay, something bad happened, let's drink, or something great happened, we got to go for a drink. And there's never really uh, we don't really learn a lot of ways to to live without without that and so when you are forced to do it and on top of that the media pushes it everything is push 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 to have you use alcohol as is your emotional self and so when you step away from that man you're you're forcing yourself to go against not just what you're used to but what society is trying to make you do it's a very it's one of the it's one of those things you know i don't i don't think about it much now because because at this point it'll be seven years this year, but at this point um, there is there's so much pressure that if you can step away from it, uh, you demonstrate a type of strength that I think is is rare today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's mental fortitude in a weird way, and I think I think uh, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can draw a lot of these things from from being in a ring one-on-one with somebody that I'm, I'm sure that also plays a role and the training involved and the, the discipline involved and the things involved in all the other areas of your life to make this make this all work that you were able to realize like okay you know what the drinking is something that's not contributing positively to that Right, exactly, and and I'm very much a um, an optimizer. That's like, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was using that word before I found out that there's this whole like emotional strengths finder test you can take to figure out like what your five emotional strengths are. And one of mine is is um, optimization, strategizing, things like that. And so for me, it, it's it's not even a matter of like. Or just other reasons, I guess, to support. It, it's not even a matter of, okay, uh, bad things happen when I drink. That stop bad things from happening. It's drinking keeps me from being able to do the good things to the maximum level that I could. Right. Let's let's get rid of it. That's that's where that you know really comes in and, and plays a really big role in my life for me, man, because. Cause I love it. I love being responsible for everything. You know, I, well, I, I don't like if someone dislikes me and now I know it's cause I said something so, but I'm like, all right, I can stand by that or apologize if it was like off the cuff. But what I won't be able to do is go and say, Oh man, it was, it was, it was drunk. Me. You can't blame it on the alcohol. Exactly. You know, I, I mentioned that in the in the article, man, that that's one of the things that's like the theme, blame it on the alcohol. And that's a whole song. Right, uh, but but we don't want to we don't want to do that. We want to have control. At least I want to have control over everything. You know, and that is comforting to me. To some people, that's scary. Thousand percent, man. Confronting those thoughts and actually being one with them. It's uh, it it sounds almost like to some people like you're on some crazy woohoo next level. Like this guy's a monk mode. <laughs> it's like, bro, I'm literally I'm here. I'm doing everything you guys are doing. I'm just not sipping. It's not that yeah, deep. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, it's nothing crazy. 
just come along. You yeah. Know, I'm not even saying, you know, it's weird. It's, it's when you make a decision that contrasts the life experience of other people. When you, when you do, you know, vegetarians experience this a lot. Yeah. They, they are doing something that other, most other people are doing or not doing, right? Just against the grain. And so the other people, they have to look at this, and, and I think it's a special type of cognitive dissonance. They have to go, okay, this person is okay. I like this person. All things are well. They just don't do this thing that I consider vital to my identity. And maybe they don't think it's vital, but it definitely is. And so they go, okay, how is this person both likable and a person different and different for me in this way? Okay, they must not exist. Let me change that because that, that's that's the end conclusion that either they don't exist or that they're wrong. Okay, so you so since you can't get rid of them, you have to go. Okay, you must be uh, wrong, and so that's what they try to do. Well, that's what we like to do. We like to put people in these neat little boxes in our in our minds. We like to categorize people. I think it's just something that we're wired to just put people in these different labels and boxes. You know, uh, when I'm listing off all the things uh, that, that you are at the beginning of this podcast, it's like, yeah, you do those things. Yeah, you've done those things. That's not who Ed Lattimore is. You, right. you, you could tomorrow you could become a, a an actor. Tomorrow you could become a YouTuber. Now, like these 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 titles keep changing, but it's like, who are you? Who does it boil down to? At the end of the day, it's different than those labels. But it's just easier to introduce people that way and boiling that down to people's identity. It's easier for them to be like, oh, this guy doesn't drink. And then all the head trash associated with that. And kind of one thing like that, that that I want to say about that, though, like you speak about like vegetarians and stuff like that. I also think on the flip side, I think uh, people who are all about optimization, like I would consider myself, you know, I'm nowhere near your level or a lot of other people's level in this space, but I like to improve my health, wealth, happiness, and all these kinds of things the best that I can every day, right? right. Even I get caught up in, you know, looking at certain people who are doing the absolute opposite of that and putting them in a box. Like, oh man, they just don't get it. Like, they just just don't understand, man. Like, their life could be up here if they just did this, this, and that. But then I, you got to kind of slap yourself and think, man, that's not my job to like judge or like put whatever energy I'm on on other people. So it's like a, it's a thing. It's like, it's, it's even, you probably see this a lot on your Twitter feed. A lot of the people that you interact with are probably share a lot of similar traits and you see them basically shitting on people online, like mad, like the obese population, the vegans, the this. <laughs> everyone got so idealistic about these things. And it's like, it's very hard to not become a victim of these labels. Right. It is. It very much so is. But but that, like you said, you know, it makes it easier for us to, to think and interact with one another. It's, it's a very, it's very unique for a person to be able to go, okay, you are just a new person. And, and it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard for us to look at a new person and, and not 
slice them up into a, a group or a box because we're, what else we we're looking to make quick decisions the brain is looking to 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 get as much out of as little as possible and that means putting forth as little energy as you as you can to make a decision and if we can just you know label okay you you know you wrote this, you must be that, and you have that in your box, you must be that, or you must be black, you must be white, so this, that, or the other. Uh, that That's never going to go anywhere. And I think, uh, once again, it comes down to self-awareness. Self-awareness is, you know, being aware that you do that and then trying to overcome it or move past it or, or, or just short-circuit it. Do something to keep that from from degrading the quality of your life. But you see, like, in the world that we're living in right now, and especially right now, as we're talking about this right now, when, when you know, I don't have to tell you about everything going on in your own country. I mean, I'm from Canada, but I don't have to tell you about everything that's going on, man. You could turn on the news. We don't have to talk about all that. It's, it is just, it's hard to even have an opinion on something these days without upsetting many other people it's very hard to even like voice how you actually feel on a topic or something um without upsetting a lot of people and then it really just then comes down to i mean the title of your book not caring what other people think is a superpower and i think you've honed this in in a way that not many people have been able to uh capitalize on it's like you like you genuinely exhibit not giving a shit what people think and I think that's that's very interesting, man. Well, you know, I, I try to, um, because the the key to the key to living that way is so people take that as an as an invitation to kind of be like like the worst human possible, and it's nothing like that. It's it's adhering to values that you particularly you yourself find important, regardless of what the rest of the world does. And like to me, the with the values that I find important, you know, I really big on respect and treating another person like like they're a, a person, uh, you know, and and learning from everyone else and and really trying to. I'm a, I'm a big believer in building bridges, not walls. I'm like the opposite there, obviously with some control and discipline, but but the overall idea is, is doesn't change. I'm a big believer in connecting. And that has guided my decisions. That's got everything I put out, everything I do. You know, it, it doesn't, and, and even when it's not popular, you know, sometimes you got to say what's not popular, do what's not popular. And, but, but, but if you do so, people forget that if you, if you do this, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to actually uh, build people's trust and have them really care what you what you say care what you think you know when you make a statement they know you're you're being real because you have been relatively even and consistent the whole way through when you say or do something and i think that's what people are missing that's not the best strategy in the short term if all you want is to be loved and adored by everybody you come across, which is something that a lot of people fall for when even when they get into, you know, this kind of space or, you know, right. putting out content and being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. Uh, I think a fallacy is like people will want to maximize the validation they get from the most amount of people when if you flip that on its head, 
I feel like you found a strategy where it's like, you know, in the short term, I might rub you the wrong way. But if you ride with me, if you actually listen and boil down what I'm trying to say, in the long term, you're going to stick around. Yeah, you know, it's... it's or you're not. Or you're yeah, not. Or you're and that's not. <laughs> good. That's great. That's better for you because now you're you're almost weeding out the people who you actually don't want consuming your content because that's that's an important thing as well. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't... If I'm for you, great. If I'm not, great too, you know, because I, I tell people all the time, one of the suggestions I give guys, I'm like, I don't understand why you're polling your audience to see what you should make next, right? Just create it. If um, I don't understand, you know, any of that that type of thought process, because maybe I'm just lucky, or maybe I am a product of what I have always been saying. But look, if you if you just create and you don't think too much about uh, what other people think, but what is important to you, then then it's there's a pretty good chance you're going to create some kick-ass anyway, and you'll find that that audience for that will find it. You know, I think it's when you try to create things, when you try to do things because the, the public demands it, that you are and you're going to put yourself in a position to suffer. Yeah, man, because then, you know, and we all talk about wanting to escape the like kind of shackles of a nine to five or you know a lot of people are like i don't want to have a boss and this kind of thing and they think that just going out there putting content on the internet you're just going to become this smash hit millionaire with a lot of fame everyone's gonna like you right (laughs) (laughs) that's like the biggest like misconception Man, I wish that happened, man. You know how great that'd be. (laughs) So, so uh, it's almost like you know. I feel like I think something that you've honed in on, and I'm working on. I'm in the process. I'm doing it right here with you, and uh, you know, is having that long term vision. Looking, looking at look. Okay, long term. If I keep doing the things that I believe in and that are, are right to me, you spoke about, you know, your, your, your different whys, you know, respect, learning from others, you know, building bridges, not walls, you know, having that control and discipline. If those are your like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if this is like your core like principles and your why, these are just some of the things that are really important to you and you don't stray away from that. The right people, right. the right the right clients, the right readers, listeners, subscribers, all those vanity metrics, they'll find you. That's just a result. That's not the driver. That's not like Ed Lattimore does not wake up in the morning like, man, I'm about to get this 200K followers on Twitter. That's the only like You don't give a shit because you're going to probably have 2.5 million. Like, it doesn't. Right. It's a it's a result of just putting in the reps, putting in the work, working on that jab, just continuing to just master. I, I, I guess I would say it's mastery for you, right? Yeah, you know, as long as I keep up what I'm doing, um I'm I'm just I'm just enjoying what I'm I'm enjoying it and I'm helping people and I get better. Every time, so there's some challenge there in the growth and development. So, so yeah. Once again, I think this is is a a, a benefit, I guess, or or a side effect, a nice side effect of 
of what I do and what I'm what I'm creating is is you know look I've I know I have a lot of followers on Twitter man like I'm aware of that but like it's it's really interesting that um I don't I'm not trying to do that I'm just trying to to put out helpful stuff if anyone reads Ed Lattimore's tweets right now like if you're listening to this pull up Twitter go to at Ed Lattimore you'll see that he he's you're this is something you're able to do that like blows my mind. Half the time you're joking around about crack. <laughs> and like yeah. you're, you're you're bringing real life experiences coming up the way you came up and all the different life experiences that you have and you're just raw and authentic and talking about all these things in almost a funny way but then bringing it back reeling you in into seriousness. And you've almost you 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 put out content so consistently. You got the email list. You've got such a committed fan base. You you know you're clearly you're doing podcasts. You're gonna do YouTube. You're not worried about you know all, all the all the bullshit that's going on outside of your control. You're busy enough just doing the things that you gotta do. And so right, like I'm I'm so focused on my thing that I can't worry about anything else, man. And I can, it's already I, hard enough. I can I can absolutely relate and this is something that like you know I'm kind of I'm kind of like battling with right now myself because and not to compare myself to you but I've just got so many different things going on so many pots on the stove that I'm just you know I'm doing fucking too many things I'm just you know balancing too many different things but they're all things yeah. that are bringing me closer to my goals so I quite frankly don't have time for the things that are not going to bring me any closer to my goals. And that kind of brings me to like, you know, one of the next things I wanted to re- really chat with you about. And it's how you've been able to kind of bring together like four, like four different types of freedom. And I, and I read this, I'm definitely just reading this off some quote thing that I saw on Twitter, but it's like freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationships and freedom of purpose. I feel like you're one of the few people, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, who's kind of figured out how to harmonize these things and create the life that you want to live. Um, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's, that's why life is so happy. First of all, that's really, I just, I'm pausing this because that's a really good uh, way to kind of describe everything, man, that everything's together and and makes me, uh, it makes me happy with my day. But in terms, in terms of uh, how I've gone about doing it is, is I just, I just have, I, under, I, I made sure I learned the business principles, kind of the, the general idea and nothing too crazy, just like top level attention. The more attention you have, if attention is X, uh, and why like your 1,000 are your, are your fans and then you know and Z are the number of people who are going to spend money you know X is always going to be greater than Y it's going to be greater than Z and Z is going to be a set of Y it's going to be a set of X you know that kind of thing so so I'm always thinking like okay let me it, it, so how do I want to go about building said audience well I don't I want to build it in the way that's sustainable that I can do it forever that is not topical, that is based on me and my improvement. So I work on my writing. I work on uh, pulling stories, my learning, my perspective, sharing my thoughts and everything, really being transparent. And, and you have to believe, at least I believe, 
that I'm like the most interesting person that a person's ever going to meet. So, so I walk around with that, but I'm also convinced that, uh, that there is, that there's a lot for me to learn, you know? So this, these kind of almost, almost competing ideas, you know, yeah. too cool for school, but I got to go to school so I can keep being cool kind of thing. Yeah. And, when you when you have those uh, that's good. I'm gonna probably tweet that later. But uh, when but when you have those two two ideas working in, in tandem, then I think you're going to be more likely to one create something that 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 you know uh, meets the business objective, but does so in a way that allows you to be authentic. And I think I think one of the things that, that really helped our helps is is if for whatever reason I I have absolute faith now that I have like a, a, an above average pulse on kind of what people are going to respond to and what they're going to look at and how they're going to feel about a certain thing. So I kind of know what places to stay away from, what places to stay towards, and then how I can go about uh, balancing mother one one or the other you know and 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 picking picking the best objectives to kind of run to, to move towards that to, to make the most sense I, I think i'm really good and i'm not even that hard of a worker but i think but i'm really good at kind of picking where to put the energy mm. and and looking and go okay if i put the energy here how is this going to help me in the future and that's really important to, to know you you have to know you know are you making the right moves to set you up for what you want and that's the other thing you know my whole setup I never have lost track of the, of the point that my goal is to be able to disappear for a month and see no change in my income whatsoever I never forgot that goal so it's, that's why I do very little consultations but I'm big on creating programs big on learning SEO big on understanding Twitter but, but you know big on anything that multiplies my ability to sell and do it passively you know while I can go to sleep and wake up somebody bought something from an affiliate link on my site for example you know yeah. that's very affiliate so it's uh, a, a lot of you know rem- constantly sharpening your axe but also making sure there's trees to cut down so exactly yeah I, I like that a lot and it's it's putting your energy in the right places that's actually going to yield results for you and help you you know, keep, keep striving closer towards that why. And a lot of people in my audience are, are, are people similar to me in that they got that nine to five job, but they're constantly got the side hustles. They got a lot of things that they want to work on. They got, you know, they want to start a business and they want to grow something with their own life and maximize their potential. And, and recently I figured out what, what my personal why is. And it's always been that realizing my potential. You know, there's a point I was like 310 pounds, man. I lost my way. I was in university. I was in a dark place. Comes down to self-awareness and climbing out of that, making the, the, the conscious decision to change. And yeah, you know, when I'm thinking about my audience and I, I'm thinking about the people who are listening to this and man, they want to hear, man, how can I start being a prolific writer? How can I create income streams online so that I can, I can go to Portugal and live my life remote. I can, you know, I can wake up <laughs> to sales on my course. Where do they start? Well, what do you, what would you recommend they start with? 
Uh, I would say, you know, you, you start with building a life that could stand independent of the internet. If the internet is just a, a, a tool, I think people make it the toolbox too much. And no, your life is the toolbox and the internet is just a tool. So if you work on, if you work on building your life and having something interesting, you know, a skill set or whatever, it's going to be a lot easier to, to move it over to the internet. A lot like, I know a lot of guys who, who are, you just try to make it online. And and I'm like, oh, I mean, you look, look, for every one success story I know, you know, and usually when I dig a little deeper, they, they fall into one of these categories, you know, where they, they built something. And through that, whether they use it directly in terms of that's what they're selling or indirectly where they understand kind of what has to happen to build up things and not just chase clout and cool pictures for Instagram, then they're able to to succeed. So the first the first piece of advice I always give people is is to do that. You go go and make sure that that you have some skill set that's going to make your life a lot easier. That's going to give you a pivot point. That'll give you something to talk about, a set of interests, something to deliver to people, something that allows you to connect to people. You know, being a leader is not just uh, being good at something. You you need to also be able to connect to people. And if you can do these things, um, then the, the, the online tools are super easy. I mean, like Gumroad is is, is life changing. You just upload a file, send it to your fans, boom, they that will do either they buy or they don't. Good Gumroad has single handedly changed a lot of people's lives, you know, mine included. So let's not <laughs> let's not forget that it's it's the creation of of, of assets, but the first asset is you. Mm-hmm. Create you, and then you can build peripheral and supporting assets to you, and sell those online. And that's really all I've done. That's powerful, man. Create you. I like how you said that because a lot of people would talk about finding myself. I gotta find myself. I gotta find my passion. I gotta, you know, just figure out that one thing. And this is gonna be the answer to all my problems, and I'm gonna be happy forever. When I like the way you put it, and it's like you gotta create you. You're not. A, you're not a finished product. I'm not a. Not finished. We're not. Close. We're not even close. We're in the journey. This is just a a a data point. This is just one like instance. One where point. These are the things that we're doing right now, and that does not mean that this is it. Like we get. It comes back to identity. We get so wrapped up in. Yeah, I'm Deepak. I'm a podcaster. That's what I am. That's my value. That's my value to this world. Now, what if I just like quit the podcast and just put it all on IGTV? And am I still a podcaster? Because I'm technically not creating a pod. Like, it's just labels, bro. I'm not a podcaster. I'm me. I have my set of beliefs. This is a method of communication, of connection, of creation. This is like, this is me creating myself. That's what I feel like. I'm leveling up with this conversation. I'm going to take tidbits. The rest of my day is going to be different because of this conversation that I had. And right. people who are a fly on the wall listening to this, I'm hoping that it has an impact on them as well. And if it doesn't, man, whatever, I'm still going to keep creating. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think that's a very, very powerful tidbit that I think people should focus on is create yourself. And that means tasting a lot of things. You know, you spent time in the military, like, like, uh, like uh, you know, 
this was not you could have just been like that's what i'm i'm a i'm a army i'm a u.s national guard vet this is just this is who i am this is my identity i'm that's all i'm gonna post about you know or i'm a boxer i'm an athlete that's all i am or i'm an author that's all i am man we are living in a world where people are multifaceted we have a bunch of different things that we're trying to do it's very important to have that North star, that guiding why and figure out those things before you just try and become some overnight success. Exactly. Like it's not, um, I, I would just it's weird. It's not weird. It's really clear. I mean, the, the goal is not to, to become popular. The goal is to become valuable. If you just so happen to become popular because you're valuable, whatever. But that's that's the right order. That's the horse before the cart. But trying to pursue popularity in lieu of value is the cart before the horse. Absolutely, man. Kind of one of the last topics I wanted to talk to you about um, is, you know, what are some of the practical things that you do to keep yourself grounded? What are some things you do every day that keep you you know, focused and, and on track with all these different things you do? Um, well, I'm, I'm getting a lot better at not working all the time. Uh, I like to step away and then, you know, kind of just have a little bit of fun. Now, what as much fun as I can have right now, which, which pretty much boils down to taking walks, uh, ordering food and watching a good, a good show. But, that's, uh, that's what are you watching right now, Ed? Tell the tell tell the people what, what's the show um, that you've been right, right now. now. So I just finished Narcos Mexico, and now I'm watching the original Narcos. So I'm watching that one. Um, uh, if if that is not your flavor, I also just finished watching Altamod, which is uh, it's high seas in English, but they have it subtitled, and it's a, it's a, a Spanish. Uh, like two two season murder mystery on a boat, which is really entertaining. Man, yeah. And and then I'm watching this uh this thing called Dark Tourism, where this this guy from New Zealand flies around and does all these dark touristy places. I've seen that one. Uh, yeah. So so there's some cool stuff. I mean, that, that's really it's really nice, man. Like like hey, I'm in my my business room right now, and then, you know, I'll leave out, go get, get some more coffee, get a Diet Coke, come back, work for a few hours, and then hang out in the living room. Got a balcony with a nice view. Like, like I mean, these are things that, like, are all, like, came from my brain, man. Like, worked hard and put value out, got money back, and now it's just, just kind of live and have a good time. So what's the exercise routine like these days? Oh, man, I'm doing a lot of running. A mm-hmm. lot of running, and then I go to some places. I found a few gyms that are open, so I can still lift weights, which is cool. I know a lot of people don't have that option, uh, but but I'm doing a lot of running up hills. In fact, that's what I need to do today is go go lift some weights. You just reminded me. For me, it's uh, <laughs> the hill sprints are, are, are keeping me alive because I don't have access to the gym, but I have some weights at home, and so I could. The home workouts just don't hit the same, bro. Like I I, I tried. Yeah. I, I do them. It's just like I gotta go do something. Like the hills really get me, and then do like a circuit between them. Do you do any like um, uh, meditation and mindfulness exercises beyond just to sit outside and just think? Uh, no, no, I don't. And I, I've thought about me if cold showers count. Yeah, sure, yeah. right. But uh, <laughs> it's a but part of term- it, man. It's a part of it. 
but in terms of something super serious, nah, I don't, I don't really do anything like that. Uh, I, I've always, not always, but I'm of the belief that the best mindfulness exercise is is putting putting your mind on the thing and and doing it, getting it done. If you do that, then you're gonna be in good shape. I love it. I love it, man. This has been an incredible conversation. I could honestly sit with you here for hours and just pick your brain about all, all different kinds of things. It's been really valuable. Uh, I like to end my podcast off with the uh, with three questions, quick lightning round kind of thing. But um, you know, I, I've I've loved this conversation today. Like it's, I leveled up today. So I did. Awesome. I, I did what I had to do today to level up, and I, I, I'm sure a lot of people are getting a lot of value. From so question number one is what's been one of your uh, biggest takeaways of, of becoming a prolific writer online? What's been like the biggest, like, aha moment, like, oh, okay. From, from um, writing online. That, well, well, first of all, as the good SEO is, especially now with machine learning, good SEO will, is also a good user experience. It wasn't always that way, but now, uh, you can write well that tends to be and by write well I don't just mean like you know make the words engaging but like you know you gotta be readable you gotta choose the right level of readability and the keywords that gotta be in there for you to rank higher in, 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 in Google and things like that yeah things like that that's awesome uh, number two if you could talk to 17 year old Ed and give him any advice what would it be don't drink man just mm-hmm. stay away yeah. And, and you know what? And then get started in boxing now. I, I, that's what I change. I tell them to start boxing now. <laughs> I love it, man. Last and final question before we wrap up today. How do you want to be remembered? Oh, man. Um, as, as somebody who who tried to, to help, that's it. I, mean, I, I, I consider myself a teacher above all things. So if, if people remember me as a teacher, I've done a great job. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Shout out all your social media and where people can buy any of your courses or any of your, your content. Oh, I'm just regular with Ed Lattimore. So I'm at edlattimore.com, Ed Lattimore on Twitter, Ed Lattimore on Instagram, Ed Lattimore Boxer on Facebook. Somebody already had Ed Lattimore on Facebook. Damn. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, so, so I have it. That, that's where I'm at, man. Just You can just type Google on Ed Lattimore. A bunch of my stuff will come up, and I will be easy to find. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And just remember, it's not that deep.